everybody, and this is Dr. Ray Mitch, your host for Love You Later by the podcast, The Psych Monologues. I want to introduce three words, and then we will unpack them as the time goes along. Kintsugi, brokenness, and the abundant life. Well, welcome to a Friday. Again, a Friday. It seems like this is the day that... Uh, has been set aside for me to do this podcast after a busy week of uh, teaching all week and, and um, balancing and juggling technology and teaching and all the things that come along with that. I am uh, uh, amazed mildly at uh, just how much energy it takes to uh, split my attention in uh, from lecturing and teaching my students and engaging in a discussion and keeping an eye on the students that are remote to the classroom to figuring out how technology can actually help this process or hurt this process. Um, I, I literally feel like somebody in a circus um, and uh, trying to keep all the balls going. And I have dropped innumerable balls over the last few days. And quite honestly, between you, me, and the hedge post fence, I am glad it's Friday. <clears throat> but I am also delighted to be able to get back behind the mic and spend some time talking with you. I'm glad that you're joining me for this Friday or for this run or for whatever time of day that you are tuning in and listening to uh, my reflections over the last week. Uh, and there's, the, the, I want to return to those three words because I, I heard something interesting over the weekend and <clears throat> uh, I, the person made this statement and that was, is that brokenness is the opposite of abundance. And while that may be true for people that are... Um, at least in the context of which this person said this, is the people that have not um, uh, accepted Christ as, as a person worthy of their loyalty and faith and faith in what he's done at the cross for them and his resurrection. And in that sense, absolutely brokenness is the opposite of abundance or the abundant life. It, it places them a long way away from that. But I want to drill down into that a little farther uh, because the message that it sends is uh, brokenness is a bad thing. And what I want to propose tonight, just to reflect a little bit on, is brokenness can be a bad thing or a good thing. And I, the, the reason that I uh, said the first word is kintsugi is because it demonstrates the idea that not all brokenness is bad. Now, clearly, and, and this is just part of my story, uh, is that I've, I had an incident in my life 15 years ago or thereabouts where brokenness was a very bad thing. I, uh, I, had, uh, I had gotten it into my head that it was time to clean the gutters out of my house. And so I went up on the roof with my daughter and uh, I became the um, uh, commercial for leaf filter. 
basically. If you've ever seen that that commercial, uh, it is the one where they put the the ladder up and uh, show various conditions of people's gutters and. Um, and basically, they make a case for never going up on your roof, unlike what I did on that particular day. And I had been accustomed to doing that all of my life as a homeowner. And so I, I went up on the roof. I, I took my second oldest daughter up there with me to help me. And we lugged the, the hose up with us and, and cleaned out the gutters on both sides of the house. And everything was going smoothly and nicely. It was a it was a beautiful May day that we did this. And so uh, uh, we had cleaned up everything and uh, the, the, the um, hose was done. We threw it down on the ground. We were all ready to roll. And uh, I stepped onto the ladder and the ladder went out from under me. And me and the concrete met in a very violent um, exchange 12 feet later. And in that exchange, I lost concrete one, and I fractured my femur and had a head injury as a result. Something was broken. It was badly broken in all senses of the word. And I went through rehab and repair, and uh, it actually uh, resulted in um, what I'm left with now, which is a permanent uh, reminder of that ill-fated day, which is just head pain. I have it all the time, and um, I am somewhat of a cyborg because I have neurostimulators in my head that controls the pain and manages the pain for me, and and I'm able to function. So uh, clearly, that is a example of a bad brokenness. On the other hand. Even in spite of that bad brokenness, if you want to put it that way, there is something that came out of that because as a result of that incident and my continuing um, uh, life and journey in dealing with pain and all the things that came with it, something interesting, beautiful, wonderful came out of that brokenness. And, and that brokenness was redeemed and which leads us into the first word, and that is kintsugi. Kintsugi uh, is a art form within uh, the uh, Japanese culture. It is a traditional Japanese art that uses precious metal to bring together the pieces of a broken pottery item and at the same time enhances the breaks that are there. So out of that brokenness, beauty comes. As a matter of fact, that piece of pottery that is repaired with this uh, work of art actually becomes more beautiful. It underscores and enhances the nature of all the breaks that have occurred and actually increases the value of the piece of pottery. And it tells the story of brokenness. So there is a bad brokenness for sure. And unfortunately, we end up um, making equivalent bad brokenness with a brokenness that creates the space for us to actually see life a little differently, which is exactly what happened to me. It took a long time because I'm 
pretty stubborn and independent. And I, I wanted to do it myself and I wanted to get through it myself. And it took quite a while to finally uh, submit, if you want to put it that way, to uh, doctors that offered me a way out of the pain. Up until that point in time, I chose all my own methods of trying to deal with that pain. And that brokenness only got amplified over and over and over again. So let's put it on the table. Bad brokenness is a result of damage. It is something that uh, is, is by its character uh, damaging to the person and their heart and everything else. That is unequivocal. That, we don't really have to debate that as a bad thing. On the other hand, our response to that brokenness is where things begin to diverge. Either I begin to um, begin to be defined by that brokenness or I um, uh, try to compensate for that brokenness or I medicate that brokenness or any number of things around that. And ultimately, I end up staying stuck. Or, on the other hand, that brokenness is leveraged to tell the story of redemption, which is what kintsugi is as an art form, is it redeems the pot by repairing it in such a way that actually increases its value, which ultimately leads me to the next word on, on that I introduced at the beginning of the podcast, and that is Kintsugi, brokenness, and abundance. See, the person that made this comment was making it in the context of a spiritual brokenness, a spiritual darkness that separates one from even the possibility of experiencing an abundant life. See, Jesus made this comment to the disciples and the people that were gathered around him, and he basically was saying, I came to give you life and life abundant. The question is, is what does our brokenness have to do with that abundance? And I would propose, just as something to consider at least, is that brokenness is is not a bad thing. As a matter of fact, brokenness creates the conditions under which potential change can occur. And that change can, doesn't mean it will, but can lead us to that abundant life Jesus was talking about. So I think we can probably make a pretty good case to to think about brokenness in terms of it being the gateway to the abundant life that Jesus was talking about. Now, why is that? Because ultimately, brokenness is a reminder of our limitations, of our finiteness. Can I go even farther and say it's a reminder of our need? Now that leads us into a whole nother discussion that probably has to wait for another day. But that discussion is, is just because I have needs doesn't make me needy. But a reminder of my need points out what I can't get access to only by myself. See, when I was going through my rehab, I couldn't do it myself. I needed, I needed physical therapy. I needed a physical therapist that would crack the whip. And, you know, I, in my humble opinion, physical therapists are wonderful, wonderful people, but they are direct 
descendants from uh, Marquis de Sade. I mean, that's where we get the word sadism. <laughs> They're lovingly sadists because they make us do things that hurt and seem to make things worse. And yet, in all of their wisdom, they're able to take us through things that actually make us stronger. That brokenness leads to a strength that perhaps never would have been achieved without that brokenness. So going through all of that, I had to lean on and depend on other people to do things that I would have probably never, ever asked anyone to do. And that's another benefit, if you want to put it that way, of our willingness to embrace our brokenness, not as a, um, not as a point of pity, not as a point of resignation, but as a p- reminder of our need, our need to be able to be interdependent with one another, our need and the humility that it takes to actually ask for the help that we need. And it's hard. It's very difficult. And quite honestly, when it comes to developing the characteristics of being a safe person in other people's life, usually some of the criteria or some of the entry points is being able to to embrace what I need and ask for help, which is my worst quality. I, I am fiercely independent. And it it works to my detriment because the funny thing about it is, is as a human, and this is true for anyone else that's listening, as a human, I'm limited in my resources and I will run out. And if I don't ask for help, I will exhaust those resources and then pronounce the job impossible to be completed. You see, Our brokenness is a reminder of not only our personal need, but also a reminder of our need for others and community. And that's the other piece of what I would suggest is connected to that abundant life. Because Jesus was leading up to, he was actually contrasting himself with Satan, who was referred to as the father of lies and speaking only lies, and and he comes to murder, kill, and destroy, and lying, and all of the things. And Jesus says, on the other hand, I come to offer you life, and life abundantly, which is overflowing. But it's not just him, it's also his people, his people acting on his behalf. Now, I think we go into that, and I say that, and there are plenty of people that are listening that says, you know what, you haven't had the kind of conversations or the interactions I've had with Christians because it doesn't seem like they're very helpful in helping me experience this abundant life you're talking about. And quite honestly, I couldn't agree more. I think in a lot of cases, the people that we come into contact with seem to be more bent on showing us what we don't have than reaching out and helping us gain what we do need. And that's, that's, that's another commentary behind all of this. But see, the effort that we make in uh, embracing our brokenness and not seeing it as something that shows us how weak we are, how incompetent we are, how unable we are, but it actually shows our, and reminds us of our need for one another. 
and to reach out and ask for the kind of help that we need. Now, <clears throat> I know that there are probably some people listening to this podcast that know me well enough to say, hey, brother, you better listen to your own words and look in the mirror for a change. And I, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking this stuff to me because we so easily fall into brokenness is bad. And you know where it shows the most? is our commitment to hide, to hide the brokenness. And, and the fascinating thing about Kintsugi, going back to that, is that it is actually the scars of the pottery that are, are highlighted to exhibit its value. And I guess the question to any of us is, is what do I do with my scars? What do I do with the, the things in me that continue to hound me and track my every step and seemingly remind me that I just can't ever be good enough or be good at all or be the kind of person that other people want me to be or any of those things? But see... Embracing our brokenness, accepting ourselves as we are, not as we should be, is the beginning of change. I can't change what I refuse to accept. Now, let me define my terms real quickly here, because when I say accept and I use it in that context, most people will hear, well, then you're just you're just resigning yourself. Nothing will change if you just accept it. But the way that I'm defining acceptance is embracing and accepting the reality of what it is in order to move beyond it. But I can't move beyond something that I, re- I deny is there. And see, that's, that, that oftentimes is what we tend to lapse into with our, the places of our hearts and our being that is broken is we hate them because they remind us of our limitation. And we're convinced of that those limitations are the very thing that will separate us from other people. What we miss, what we forget, what blinds us is that on the basis of limitation, connection is waiting. How many times have we been around people where we say to ourselves, well, gee whiz, I wish I could be that perfect. And if somebody is that perfect, then they sure can't relate to me because I've got X, Y, and Z and innumerable number of items on the list that would disqualify me from any reasonable person having a relationship with me. And quite honestly, I will say, been there, done that, got the t-shirt and went home. I've, I've lived in those places before and I remain isolated and I remain unknown and all that I'm left with is the toxic, poisonous narrative in my head that continues to convince me that I'm, I'm not worthy of anyone's attention or anyone's love. And it's a never-ending loop until sometimes a, a, an event that, that it breaks, breaks the loop and it creates the space for someone or even God to move in and say, look, I can, I can turn this into a masterpiece if you just trust me. 
Which brings me to the last point I want to make is that being able to participate in this Kintsugi project God's doing on us requires us to trust the hand of the artist. And that, that takes a lot. It really does take a lot. It, it, the, the, the item which is always on the forefront of our relationships with ourselves, with God, with others, is trust or control. Either I will control things, which by implication or by um, by uh, by the fact that I choose it is that I don't trust God's heart for me I have to be perfect I have to get my crap together I have to do things just right or he I, I won't be good enough but what God is saying is I will I accept you as you are not as you should be because you're never going to be what you should be because should is the image in your mind of something that does not exist. So I would rather accept you as you are embark on the journey of transformation, which takes time and trust. And we can do this together. And I would suggest to you that there are people in this world who are who are dying literally and may well figuratively and maybe even literally dying to find somebody that says let's walk together and figure this thing out together we don't have to get it all figured out now but we can discover things together if we are committed to empowering one another to discover the things about us not each the, the other person for us to to find out what it means to trust in truth and grace and that's not again easier said than done i am fully aware of that i've walked that road i continue to walk that road i get reminded of that road every day even in very small minor insignificant things i look over the last week that i've spent teaching and what do i pay the most attention to i don't pay attention to the connection that I've had with my students or the things that I've said that perhaps God has used to burrow into their hearts and get them thinking for the weekend. I don't think about that. I think about all the times it didn't work or I was distracted or I said something that was thoroughly incoherent because I was distracted by the technology that wasn't working or anything else. Things all beyond my control, all beyond my control. And, and we would look at that and say, well, that's just completely crazy. I mean, you, it's illogical. Why are you holding yourself responsible for things you can't control? Well, if I get upset about something, then apparently I care about it. And if I get upset about something, then my standard is all things have to come under my control. And if anything goes wrong, it's on me. It's a, it's a signal of my inadequacy or my inability and i will do everything in my power to prevent that from happening why because it is a definition of my worth now that may sound crazy it may sound overstated it may sound hyperbolic but i'm i'm just being honest with y'all i i'm i'm just calling it the way i know that it is and that i've seen it 
and I sit on a Friday night and I look back, back over the uh, expanse of the last week and I end up counting up all the things that didn't go right and f- come back to me because it's interfered with my students' experience in the classroom and their learning. You know what's lacking is God using my mistakes, Kintsugi, using my mistakes to leverage for those students what's really important. And that's, that's inconceivable. I think we're all affected, infected with this notion that everything has to go just according to plan, just the way I expected, because if it doesn't, it's a bomb. And it also is an indication of my worth and value. So, Kintsugi, brokenness and abundance. I would conclude to say this, is that our brokenness is often the doorway to living the abundant life that Jesus was saying he came to give us. It requires trust. It requires a willingness to accept our mistakes. Doesn't mean we can't strive for excellence and do it better the next time, but accept our mistakes and then remind ourselves that I'm human. I make mistakes. That's what happens and that's how learning occurs and trusting the heart of my Abba that he will provide me the grace to grow and the grace to learn. That's it for tonight. Thanks for joining me on a Friday night. Yes, those sounded like a bomb going off in my neighborhood. I don't think anything dangerous is happening. I think somebody's probably experimenting, if you heard that, with some fireworks at a weird day. But that is it for tonight. Thanks for joining me. A couple announcements just to remind you. Be sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast and uh, come to uh, Ray Mitch, M-I-T-S-C-H.podbean.com and join me there uh, and subscribe to the podcast. You'll be, um, you can download a, um, a app on your phone or somewhere to let you know when a new podcast comes out and you can listen to it there. Or hit my website and subscribe to the website. Anything new that is uploaded or part of it, you can join me there at drmitch.com. And finally, uh, please consider prayerfully um, uh, joining and partnering with us in in creating a fund to send students on a silent retreat during their time at CCU. It's it's a perfect time to do that. It it uh, and yet. Uh, it's not, it, it's not free. And so I've created a, a GoFundMe site on the website. If you go to CCU drop down menu and go to silent retreats, you will see the GoFundMe site and please partner with us and provide uh, a source of income to be able to support and scholarship students to go on that, on that, uh, silent retreat with us. Uh, again, thanks so much for joining me this Friday night. Um, I hope you have a great longish weekend, Labor Day weekend with an extra day off. And as always, love you. Later. Bye.